Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 5, Episode 44. Josh Horowitz and I recap all of the distance races, boys and then girls, from the state meet this past weekend. Let's hit it. Right, the state meets over. We've done our state meet recaps. Colin out to vote. Josh Horowitz. We're going to do distance specific and really go through each of these four races for the boys. Take a break. Do the same thing for the girls. Not the most unexpected. It feels like of the state meet, but you never really know what's going to happen. Pause. We're off to a start. Can you say it again? You cut out. Oh, uh, not not the most unexpected state meet, but you never know would, what to expect. Yeah, when you look at the final results, I think there's a lot of things that, that happened that you thought were going to happen, for sure. Um, but there were still, you know, as you said, state meet, anything can happen. Things happen. Um, so we'll we'll kind of get into that. It started with the four by eight. So we're going to start with the four by eight. I think in our preview one, I'd said that I, I thought multiple teams would break 740. Does 740 seem like the equivalent of nine minutes for the girls, 740 for the boys? Uh, that's a good question. I, yes. Because if you, I mean, if you take even just the straight single time, conversion comparison that would be 215 to 155 which we've kind of even said maybe 153 or 154 is the equivalent so you know maybe that's more unprecedented but just in terms yes of you know the magic number of like how good it is compared to what's been run at state meets before 740 and nine seems pretty similar i think the if you look at the amount of times that each of those has been run it's it's pretty similar well not anymore but before before this week yes the winner was Bloomington North. They put their relay together exactly twice. And the two times they did, they ran 743 by themselves and then 737 in a hotly contested race. That's the team of Winders, Clark, D'Onofrio, and Pierce. Zionsville was second, 737 as well. Also under the old state meet record. Carmel was third, shout out, 739. Fisher's fourth, 743. Oak Hill fifth, 746. Franklin Central, 6th, 748. Columbus North, 7th, 754. Brownsburg, 8th, 755. Garen, 9th, also 755. What are your what are your initial takeaways from that race? The the top three teams are the top it's the top three I would have thought going in. And I think we talked about that. Um, and then Fisher's probably even being the fourth team that would have been most likely to be in that top four. Um, Columbus North would have been another team that we projected up there. So the, the top was the right teams, right? Um, it's about as fast as we thought it would be, right? 740 was kind of the number I, I think you also had in your mind if you, know, if you run that fast, which obviously three teams do it, and it kind of throws all history out the window. But generally, it's, it's the teams we thought that were going to be there. We're there. Um, maybe the the podium 
finish could have was not as fast as we expected. Um, I think yeah, I thought that would be, lower seven fifties, right? I thought that would be quicker. Yeah. So I mean, who and who knows the reason? I mean, I don't know. Could you theorize that the just those other teams kind of being so far out there just took the you know seven through twelve teams a little bit out of what they were doing? Um, maybe, but I we I don't know. It, it, do you think I mean, we'll maybe talk about it more when we get to the girls later on, but. Is there something about the four by this year just not being as fast as we thought it would be with some like those teams? Obviously, those those first three teams were capable of doing this, but where we thought the other podium teams might be. Yeah, and I I think part of it could be where some of these other teams ran faster at the like their sectional or regional potentially. It was against some of these top teams. So Zionsville and Carmel are in that regional but didn't run as fast at the regional because they hadn't made subs or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I would have thought it'd be closer to 750 than it was 755. And now it looks like the the standard next year is only going to be 757. Instead of 759. Right. So an 803 is out and replaced by a 755, but I think there's still an eight flat in there. So it's like 755, 755, eight flat. Average that out, it's going to be like 757. Yeah. If you're, uh, I guess, shout out to Oak Hill. I mean, if, if you're them, you maybe thought like, oh, we could, okay, I don't know their coach, but we could be lower podium you know, if we run 753 again, like we did at the regional, and then mm-hmm. you go out and run 746 and come fifth. Um, so a great performance there from from Oak Hill. And looking ahead to next year with these top teams, so Bloomington North had a 154 with Kyle Clark. He's the only one graduating. And their average was 7, 154, right? If they ran 737, that's 154 per guy. Um, Zionsville has two of their guys coming back. They were the slower two legs, but again, they were 157 and 155. Uh, Carmel has two of the legs coming back, both 157. Uh, Fishers has three of their guys coming back. Oak Hill has three of their guys coming back. Now, Oak Hill, obviously, it's going to be harder to replace a, a sub two leg than it will be for, you know, Fishers or Zionsville. Uh, and then I think. Franklin Central has two of their legs coming back. Brownsburg has two, and Garen has two. So a lot of those schools have a good amount of returners. I mean, Bloomington North and Fishers next year, those could both be under sub those could both be sub 740 again. Yeah. Not not again for Fishers, but multiple teams under 740. Because Fishers had a 400 runner that they uh, transition into the 800, which they've been known to do in the past. And he ran like 159 all year. And then he let off in 156 flat. So he's, he, he's like a 153 next year. Plus they already have Kim who ran 152 this year and they they have a ton of good guys. So they, they'll be way up there next year. It's already an event to get excited for next year. Yeah. Because I don't, 
I don't see any reason while he's in high school that Winders won't run it other than, I mean, if they just don't have any other sub twos. Um, But given that freshman class at Bloomington North, it seems like they're always going to have competitive runners. So they, they could go on a run here. Um, He, of course, he's just a freshman, so we don't know. He doesn't necessarily strike me as someone that's going to try the 1600 in the tournament in the future. I think it's always going to be four by eight, open eight, four by four. That's what it would seem like. Um, you know, unless they try him in more 16s and he ends up running something crazy, you know, wait for Barco and, and he, he could. To, to get him he, out. And, yeah. He's got, he's got a very, very high amount of ability. Each of these events, too, we're doing them in this order because each event affects the subsequent event. So the 4x8 clearly had an effect on the 1600. And in the 1600, it was Martin Barco IV, Jr. from Martinsville in 407, and he closed in 57-2. Cameron Todd of Burbuff, a junior, 408. Cole Matisson from Carmel shot out 409. It came down to those three guys in the last 150 meters or so. Uh, they were pretty much dead even with one lap to go. Cole took the lead, uh, maybe 300 to go, held that, and then Barco pulled away down the stretch, and then Todd passed Cole in the less than 100 meters to go. Uh, Caden Click of Noblesville, huge race for him, 4.10. Ezra Burrell from Burbuff, 4.11. Aaron Lord, who led early, took it out under 60 seconds, uh, 4.12 for sixth. Jack Weber from Guerin, 413 for seventh. Nick Ostendorf of Lawrence North, 413. And then this is the guy we talked about having been in three races, qualified in three races. It looks like he didn't run on the four by eight. Uh, and that's Max Malloy from Elkhart. And we kind of thought the 3200 would be his best shot. And we were wrong because <laughs> he meddled in the 1600. 415 is the last uh, meddling time in the 16 is that about what we thought i thought for the 16 yeah in general is that about you thought 415 was what it would take to get a medal yeah yeah it's it's usually around that 16 17 number but with yeah with with the amount of guys that had gone you know 411 412 or faster it, it seemed like yeah maybe a couple seconds faster but obviously with guys coming back from four bites or you know, you just have to, you almost have to account for state meet happenings, right? To take out maybe a couple of people. Um, but I mean, I, I think that's because what's the standard? Isn't the standard like four, six, 16 or 17? Uh, I think it was four, so, I, I think it was four, four, 16 this year. Here, I got it right here. It's, it's been one of the saved photos on my phone for a while. It's actually 418. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And so, I don't I mean, know what's, you know, the the one that's coming out then will be the year before COVID, and I don't remember what that was. But I do remember one of the times that's in it, there's like some some 420, I think, that's still in there. It was the year, yeah, it was the, the year the, after COVID. I think there was like it, a like a year that 420 or 421 got a medal. 421.7 was was the year after covid that got ninth and that was just across the board was weak in a lot of things 
that, you know, like I, I think our guy that was third that year in the 3,200 ran nine eleven. Yeah. Which uh, uh, that wouldn't have meddled this year. Also, right. it, it was a hot day, but it wasn't any warmer. It wasn't any different than it was this year at, uh, in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in that, in that sense, it was, you know, faster than maybe the last couple of years and still thinking that could, could have been even, even quicker. Um, but with the, with the names that were there four fifteen is great for, I mean, eighth was four thirteen, right? So there's even that two second gap right. from eighth to ninth. Is this about what you expected in this race as well? Yeah, I, I think the, right. We, I mean, everyone knew Cole doing four by eight, 16, 32, would he have enough to outlast a fresh Barco and then even maybe Todd or the Lords um, for Cole to get third? I mean, it's, it's, and then we'll talk about the 32, obviously, but it's, I just think such an incredible performance coming off of the four by eight to be able to even to lead with these guys. And um, I'm just thinking back to flashes where Martin, you know, out, outran a fresh Cole. Right. And then, so for Cole to even to keep it like this, um, it's pretty great. But again, I, I think that's the way we saw it. At least that's the way I saw it with Barco winning. Um, Todd, though, I mean, we, we knew he was in both the 16 and the 32, and it was how how much is he going to go after the 16 as opposed to the 32? Um, and he clearly knew that he was capable of, of some number like this to compete for the win or if not be second or third. Um, and he did that. So, but again, for Cole to, you know, be able to beat a lot of fresh names like this after the four by eight is, is pretty great. The one that surprised me the most, I think, in this was Caden Click from Noblesville running 410. And he ran on their 4 by 8 at the regional to help them get to the state meet. And then they pulled him off at the, at, for state. And I think that, that to me, was just such an interesting decision because they're not going to win the 4 by 8 He's not going to win the 1600. They probably had a pretty good chance of getting medals in the four by eight with him. And there's certainly no guarantees that he scores in the 1600 by himself or, or medals in the 1600 by himself. And they obviously he knew what he was doing, that he had a yeah. pretty good chance in that. But he, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was only six tenths of a second behind Cole. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's another great performance to, to pick out Caden Click. I believe he cut off four seconds of, of the, of his PR and the Noblesville school record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, great run from Caden. Barco and Todd are both juniors. Click is also a junior, and then Max Malloy is a sophomore. Uh, I think that event could look much different next year. Mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder if next year, like, what, what would you do if you're Cameron Todd, right? <laughs> it's 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 going to be not impossible, but it's going to be tough for him to beat Barco. But will it also be tough for him to beat the top returner in the 3200? Is he, no matter what, is he kind of second in either race? And and things will, obviously, like I said, things will just look way different next year because we yeah. wouldn't have thought Barco would be in this position this year either. Right, right. But, and I mean, maybe part of, well, maybe you knew it a year ahead, but maybe we didn't think that Cole would have been in the position this year that he ended up. 
Right. And that was doing all three. Yeah. I mean, I would have known, but that, that also comes from (laughs) being in the team race and, you know, next year, potentially the best distance runner at Carmel or uh, wherever doesn't do two events because you're not in the team race and there's, you're not in the, you're not in the hunt for the four by eight. So probably not going to end up, you know, it, it, that that decision to go for it in three races, the factors were being in it in the team race, which you have to be all in, especially in a year like this, to get it in the team race. And then on top of that, um, like having a chance to win the four by eight. And that's its own, that's yeah. its own value as well. Yeah. Which is and so for Cameron, I would say for, for Cameron Todd, Todd, like you know, he could be in a situation where what's his best chance to win the champion, a a state championship, right? Um, which again, who knows what happened across country, but could he enter the track season with one, and then so he'll say, oh, I'll just try to place as high as I can in both. Sure. Um, that's things that are a year away. Uh, eight hundred. The eight hundred takes place in two different heats, which had a big impact in this. Uh, but the winner, Nate Killeen from North Central, 151.84. Caleb Wenders, a freshman from Bloomington North, who anchored their winning four by eight, was second, 152.68. Martin Barco was third, 152.70. So only two hundredths of a second separated Barco and Wenders, but they were in different heats. Uh, Matt Kim from Fishers, 152.71. So second, to four separated by three hundredths of a second. Mateo Mendez from that slow heat, 153.05 for fifth. Charlie Ledke from Carmel shot out, 153.14. So they were separated by nine hundredths of a second. Tristan Trevino from Mount Vernon, one hundredth of a second behind Charlie for seventh, 153.15. Jaron Weinel from Jasper, 154.40. And then Weston Holland from Crown Point, 154. 52 uh, for ninth place. That's about what we thought time-wise for ninth. Yeah, it's usually around that that 155 number. And especially with the group that was there, seeing that, you know, you'd see a lot of 52, 53, 54. So, yeah. Um, I that I didn't realize it until you were just reading the results. That That's a half second between second and seventh. Granted, spanning two heats, but six people yeah. in that in that span is is wild and i i wonder if barco and mendez had been in the fast heat how might that have changed things mm-hmm. i think barco, probably would have gone out faster maybe i think barco would have won i mean i think that's i think that's a good lesson for anybody is You've got you've got to take care of business at the regional. And I saw this all those years we had the good four bites at Snyder. Like you know, I was in college, um, but I'm still going to the state meet and watching. That there was a year we were second and we were in the slower heat. This is back when they used to have three heats, and we were in the slower heat and ended up getting second. And cut. I think it was like seven forty six or something that ended up finishing second. Um, but they just didn't run 
hard enough or fast enough at, at the regional and and Barco's probably in that position to take nothing away from from nasty Nate who ran a great race and lived up to his name but when when you saw Barco ran 152.7 and then the fast heat goes out like and our, our guy I don't know what place he was in at one lap in he, he wasn't in the top five of that heat certainly but our guy goes out in 57.3 and he's not that far behind the other guys you know he's within a second of them I was like dude this Barco's gonna win there's no way but they they made up enough on that last lap Killeen ran almost two seconds faster on his second lap. Yeah. It's, it, it, and we go back to the 2018 800 with Abramson winning. Um, but, and then again, wanted to mention how winning from that first section, Austin Mudd is kind of the exception, not the rule, right? For sure. Um, yeah. He ran one. Um, right, right. He, he broke the right. state meet record. So it's like, oh, he ran by himself. Well, there, there's only one way to run 148 in high school. Got yeah. to do it by yourself. By, by I'm sorry, yourself. it was it was 149 actually. He ran yeah. 148 at a yeah. later meet. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I mean Nate just just kind of took it over. Did, did did anyone predict that? I mean, was anyone thinking Nate Colleen was going to win? Well, there was, you, there had to have been somebody out there that predicted that, right? You you did, yes. Um, I <laughs> I I too had had mentioned, oh, this is. I I thought it was going to be somebody that was fresh. Yeah, uh, although I mean that's pretty much all we talked about with the eight hundred. Winders, we Winders, Barco, Kim, even Charlie—they all doubled back better than I would have thought. Yes, yes, I would definitely and give so them. I, I don't yeah. know why that this year kind of seems an exception to how hard it is to run multiple distance races at the state meet. So I don't know if have we identified this better as coaches and we're giving kids better instruction or is this just kind of a blip in the right? Cause even, even Mendez was on the dust. So Killeen was fresh, but then Winders, Barco, Kim, Mendez, and Charlie, five of the top six had already run a race. Barco is, I don't know that the general rules apply to him because he's so good. You have to be so good to double at the state meet. And I, I would have thought that, Winders would have problems because he's a freshman and he's, you know, so young. Uh, it's probably time to declare that the rules don't really apply to him either. But yeah. certainly with Kim, Matthew Kim and Charlie Ledke, I was, I was shocked how well they came back. They both ran faster mean, in the open than they, than their splits, but by a yeah. very tiny amount, but still. Um, maybe all this, all this talk that everyone's doing on the podcast and all these things about, you know, how hard it is has helped prepare the teams and the coaches and the athletes for, for what's to come. I mean, I don't know. Some years it could you, be, you I know, make no matter me feel, how much you, it would, yeah, it would. Good, right. As someone that puts a lot of time into this, that to have, yeah, to have a positive effect on it. Uh, I wish I could have maybe targeted who it helped and who it hindered, but I guess you, <laughs> you can't can, really can you control that. who hears certain segments of the podcast. Uh, right, so it's like we, well, what? we've looked at, we've looked into we've looked into some sort of uh, subscription services where maybe we we do the podcast as normal for uh, for general consumption, and then we start adding on extra stuff for a, or, a nominal yeah. fee. Yeah, or or what you do is you just say, okay, if you go to this school, this school, this school, you can close <laughs> your ears for this, and then in a little so bit we'll you choose, tell them to open up. We'll choose your own adventure book. Yeah. Uh, 
I am I am sure I am sure somewhere that there are some cynical people that say that I that that I say stuff on the podcast that I to, to try and hinder other people or what, which obviously is not the case. That'd be hard to even keep track of. Um, I'm, but I'm sure there are. I could probably tell you what schools they coach at and who they are. Um, that was a crazy race. The open yeah. eight. It, it's always going to yeah. be crazy. But next yeah. next year could really shape up as well. Winders coming back, Barco coming back, Matthew Kim coming back. Kim is the one that had just really took off this year. I think last year, what we had a JV invite at Carmel. It was essentially like a JV county meet. It was HSE, Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville. Um, I think Aaron sent a few kids over. And the 800 was like really fast for a JV meet. Like I think, I think sixth place was like 202. Sixth or seventh place was like 202. And only one kid broke two minutes and it was, it was Matt Kim. And he then ran on their four by eight. And I think he was like, I don't know, like 158 maybe in the tournament. And we had a couple of guys in that race that ran 201 and they ran 159 in the tournament, both who were on our four by eight this year at the state meet and ran 157. Um, so he went from like 158 to 152 in one year, which is, you don't see a lot of that. You don't see a lot of 152s at all, but normally the ones that are 152 were 154 the year yeah. before. Although someone told me today that Winders ran 214 last year as its best time in eighth grade. Which, that's which a, is that's a crazy one year drop. <laughs> yeah. But then I was, when I thought about it, I was like, well, that may be the school record at bachelor middle school or whatever. 214 no, is I, a fast I 800. Yeah. For middle school, especially. Right. I, I mean, I would, I would think it is. Now there are kids that ran like I think the the this John Bailey from Zionsville, I think he ran 201 or 202 in eighth grade. And Cole ran 204 when he was in eighth grade. Um I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I remember. Andrew Anderson ran 201 in eighth grade from Noblesville. Do you remember him? And died yes. you. Yeah. He's yep. probably he's probably still goes to you. Um but two, it's not like 214 is a slow time. It's just normally you don't go from 214 to 150. Man, that, make, that makes me feel bad. I ran 216 in eighth grade. Oh, my gosh. Well, why, why wasn't I 154? Well, it's probably your high school coaching. <laughs> well, you, you weren't there my freshman year. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. That was the problem. Uh, by the time I got there, you were already sophomore. It's too late. Anything else in the 800? A lot of seniors. I mean, you you just touched on a few of the people coming back, but just a lot of – there will be new faces in the podiums, but obviously those three of those top four, you assume, would be back in that, that event. I think Fishers might run like 735 next year. And I think and I think Bloomington North might as well. We went so long without anybody challenging the state meet records – and then Columbus North set it, and then by the next year it was gone, and I think someone runs faster than that next year. Because they're going to have to, because there's going to be two or three. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of what, what could we run next year, and we had we had 10 guys break two this year, and I think five of them are graduating, and one of them's Tony, so we probably wouldn't use him. 
so those other guys like all right well adding up their best times okay was that all right well then take away like eight you know eight seconds probably two seconds per guy i think we could run like 744 745 and like yeah that's, that's probably like fifth or sixth next year because mm-hmm. even if if those three guys for north that are coming back if they just didn't get better they did right. exactly what they did this year and they had it at two flat they'd still be 742 right am i doing the math right yeah yeah and one of them won't get much faster right I mean, like freshman boy runs 206, and then as a sophomore, he runs 159. But if freshman boy runs 150, he's not going to run seven seconds faster. As oh, a no, right. He, right. He's, he just yeah. physically, there's just not, it can't get much faster. It might be 147, right? Which would be insane. We've yeah. never seen a 147, but right. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a 143 carry. Right. Correct. Uh, 3,200 defending his state title. Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out, 853. His teammate, Tony Provenzano from Carmel. That's why they're teammates. 854. Ryan Ream from Bloomington South, shout out. Shout out. 903. Will Conway from Floyd Central, 905. Cameron Todd from Burbuff, 905. Sam Quagliaroli from Fishers, 906. Shane Conroy from Portage, 906. Will Russell from Columbus North, 907. Kyle Clark from Bloomington North, 909. By my calculations five of the nine were doubling back so this the the idea that it's really hard to double or almost impossible to double now one of them's cole doesn't really count the other one is cameron todd who may be at a level that, that doesn't count but quagley roley to come back and run 906 very impressive will russell coming back after the four by eight kyle clark coming back after the four by eight some really impressive displays of resilience on the boys side. Yeah, I mean just just some really talented guys. I mean, like you know, you say it doesn't count like a doubling back, but all, all five of those guys are five of the top what six or seven most talented best distance runners in the state, right? Like to to a certain degree. I mean, I mean, I mean talent ability, I think is maybe a better word. When I think of talent, I think of like what you okay. don't have any okay. effect over. And it's hard to like okay. It's it's hard to determine that. We can say ability wise, these are the highest guys, but it's hard to, to know who has the best yeah. genetic talent. Yeah. Certainly Cole is is way up there. Um the rest of those guys, it's just it's hard, it's hard to say. But yeah, I mean Cameron Todd coming Cameron Todd running four oh eight and nine oh five in the same day, and it's ninety. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. pretty impressive. Right. Like for like for example, uh, Todd, Will Russell, Kyle Clark had all been nine oh one or faster in a fresh thirty two. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure they're not going to do that, but if they can go under nine ten, can they still contend for a medal? Which is exactly what all three of them did. And you know, the gap from ninth to tenth was even five seconds, and there really wasn't anyone out top, you know, nine that was just going to be able to to catch them i mean you know york pinkney like those guys ran still pretty well at this meet some of them pring it just those other right. guys like the, they're nine the guy that, minute the guy 32 that, runners the guy that fell out of the top nine that i was a little surprised by but that top nine was so strong was asher probes from noblesville yeah 
Yeah. But I don't know that looking through that list, other than I guess I was I was surprised by Shane Conroy. I mean, he ran race of his life. He he would be the surprise runner. There. He would be yeah. the one that I would be like, oh, okay. I wouldn't have thought that he would beat Probst, but the rest of them, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I mean. Nobody, nobody I, gave up. There's, there's sometimes, and I, I don't say this. Um, I don't say this in a, in a judgmental way, but there's sometimes where you've got that first race and you've had success and you're tired and you see guys give up. But but there was nobody that had a really high level of ability that that just gave up. And sometimes you see like a ten oh three or a DNF or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, even like the Lords both came back in this and they mm-hmm. fought. Um, Malloy even. Yeah, there are a lot right. of those guys that came back. Um, I mean, I think the the watching this race or if you went back and rewatched it like the surprising thing was that Conway took it out so fast and I don't know were you, were you as you watch this go out and he's got a four second lead like 400 meters into it were you surprised by that yeah, I, I mean, I, we were thinking that being like South coaches, Ryan Ream preparing him for what was to come, that it would go out like a normal fast, like a normal fast state meet would. Um, like 66, and so 67. We didn't, yeah, and so we didn't really plan for the fact, uh, we, we, we mentioned it, but the fact of like, oh, what if it goes out slower than that? And what ended up happening was because Will took it so much, the rest of the pack was like, okay, we'll just kind of find our own little pace. And that's when you saw Ryan like take the lead. He was like, we can't let it slow down too much. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it, like in a way, in a roundabout way, it kind of went that way because Will took it out like that, which I, I, yeah, I think, I think it was surprising, but he, he said that he had done that at the regional or in in meets past and, and it, it worked out those times and it didn't work out this time. Those other meets didn't have Cole and Tony. No, no, that was. I mean, it, I, I I was fine with it, but that that was, I mean, just to be. No, no, I, that, I was too. I was. That too. was right. It, it really worked out for the two of us, or the five of us. Hey, what? Yeah. What was, were those? That was. What were those advised. three guys doing for their workouts? The. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of thirty two hundred paced intervals with a jog rest. Put it. That oh, way. how long were those intervals? Uh, more than one. Well, your yours were a little long. Yes, yeah, we went five thirty-three. Not there with the measuring wheel. <laughs> we third, we, we did third of the 100. sixteen hundred. Um, yeah. okay, really quickly, we got three minutes. Let's go over three stars. This is a hockey thing. Where you name the three stars. So, who do you, who do you have for all the distance runners? Who's your number one? Number one, Cole Matisson. We have the same number one. Okay, I think it has to be. That's that's a pretty unprecedented run there. Um, as we talked about how incredible to do four by eight, run a 150, come back in the 16 against two other really, really good guys, and then come back and win the 32. Um right. against another group of really good guys that were fresh. 150, 409, 853, and those all happened in a span of four hours. And it was 90. Yeah. Uh who's yeah. your number two? S- second star. Caleb Winders. Okay. 
I had him three. Okay. I okay. I had him three. Do you want me to say who I had three? Who did you, did you have Barco third? I, I did have Barco three. Okay, so I had I had Barco second. Because Barco won an individual title. Mm-hmm. That that was the difference to me. I uh, did you have any? Did you have like one honorable mention? One person you like really thought of, but you're like, well, hey, it says three, so Cameron Todd. He yeah, he would have been. The, he would be the fourth. I, I think here. those are were clearly like the four stars of the distance day on the board. I initially had I initially had as I was mentally doing this. I initially had Todd second, and then I was like, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense because Barco won and Barco won. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so, and then so I mean, what you can say, Winders beat. Barco in in, a, in right. both their second event, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, then Winders anchored the four by four, also. To yeah, we should run Cole in the four by four. <laughs> Actually, we couldn't do that because we needed the points. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that was the boys, and we're going to turn around and do the same thing for the girls. Stay tuned. Three Rivers Running Company is proud to bring you the Appleseeds Youth Running Program. Our summer running program is a welcoming environment for kids going into kindergarten through eighth grade to engage in the sport of running. Join us this summer at Shove Park on Monday and Wednesday evenings. Our practices are a mix of education, running, and games. Head over to runsignup.com to sign up today. Reach out to Lynn at threeriversrunning.com with any questions. That's L-Y-N-N at the number three riversrunning.com and we're back okay we did the boys now we're gonna do the girls one quick point i did want to make about the boys 3200 um maybe maybe two points cole is a senior and then the next six guys are returning next year if only we can find a way to get all the best kids together to run a 3200 fresh and see see who the best is maybe we'll set something up like that next year in the middle of april yep late mid to late april okay girls started meet started with the four by eight not a surprise winner but there were no guarantees for anything we thought there were a number of teams that could win this this was one of the teams that we identified as a potential winner. And they, for some reason, they have them separated by heats. Yeah, I noticed that. The boys is not like that. Uh, Columbus North, the team of Baker, Klaus, Glenn Jones. This says Meza. It was not Meza. It was definitely Kiesler. Kiesler Baker, yeah. Klaus, Glenn Jones, and Kiesler, 9-11. The team from Carmel, shout out, 9-12. Bloomington South, shout out. 912, Noblesville 917 for fourth. North View hung in there really well. 918 for fifth. East Central 918. This is not a team we talked about all that much uh this year. 918 for sixth. Hamilton Southeastern 921 for seventh. Valpo also 921. They finish eighth. And Indian Creek grabs the last medal, 921 also so three teams run 921 there's a lot to go over here where do you want to start mm-hmm. how about just that 
it was i mean it was a great race mm-hmm. I, I i thought it was a really really great race um obviously the Thomas North had a significant gap lead going into the last leg. Um, I don't, I don't know if when we had talked, we knew that Keesler was going to be on it and that obviously, I, you know, I opens up. A, okay. So that, that obviously helps, you know, add a third distance star onto a relay and um, just, re- it gives you a little bit of a gap, a little bit of a buffer zone to kind of play with. And that's exactly what Columbus North got, you know, yeah, yes, South chase from behind. She, She's an excellent distance runner. She's obviously a long distance runner and the longer the race, the better. So it's someone that has like a top 20 all time performance over 3,200 meters, but it's, it's not like adding, it's not like adding Martin Barco to your relay. It's more like adding Tony Provenzano. Who okay. whose best split was 158, and if he'd run at the state meet, maybe it would have been 156. Maybe it could take taken you know yeah. a couple seconds off, but yeah. um, Keesler did run her best time, I think, by like three seconds. In a meet where looking through at the times, not a lot of the kids ran their best splits ever. Yes, and, and that's I think, I think the next thing I was going to mention yeah. is that it, it maybe wasn't as fast as. Well, as some of us thought. I think that we had this general assumption that when they all got together, even if it was warm, that they would run their best times because it's a competitive environment. And I don't know, maybe we can start to speculate. Like Columbus North ran two and a half seconds faster than their regional performance. Carmel ran four tenths of a second slower than the regional performance. Bloomington North did run eight or nine seconds faster, South. but it was only the, or sorry, Bloomington South. I'm getting the boys and girls relays mixed up. Um, <laughs> Bloomington South did run nine seconds, eight and a half seconds faster than the regional performance, but it was only two seconds faster than their one from that invitational, which they ran alone. Um, and then Noblesville ran a second faster than its regional performance. I just thought the time drops would be more. So maybe we want to get into that. Like what, what are our theories as to why it wasn't quite as fast? Cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy the weather. I don't, I don't buy the temperature with it necessarily. Yeah. The, I I don't know if I threw this out to you in, in our text, but I had thought of it the way that each may sound kind of crazy each that each uh team was running their relay groups where it was very similar on all kind of on all legs like if you were running against somebody similar to you would you really run that much faster than you would otherwise you know what i mean yeah i that you hadn't said that to me and that's a really interesting point on the boys side where it did produce a lot of fast times And it could be that there were just like some of these relays on the boys' side had all-time great guys running on the relay. Winders, Cole. Where on the girls' side, some of these girls are really, really good, but the all-time great girls didn't have relay teams, don't have the team. Well, I guess two of them are on the same team, but they don't have enough for a relay to be that competitive. So on the boys' 
Bloomington North let off one of their good ones. Good being like 153, 154. And then and of he those ended top, off in the lead. Right. And of those top three teams, each of them had two 153 or 154 or faster type guys. Bloomington North ran theirs on the leadoff. Carmel ran ours on the second leg and Zionsville ran theirs on the third leg. And then they all had essentially even anchors. But on the girls' side, it seemed like everybody did second best girl first, then the two legs to try and hold it together in the middle, and then the best girl on the end. And the best anchor was Summer Rempe of the teams that were kind of, well, I mean, but they were so far out of it at that point that now she right. passed like six girls and they needed every single one of those because they won the meet by one point. But the the rest of them, yeah. I mean, Columbus North won not because their leadoff, who was an individual state meet qualifier, was so much faster or because their anchor was so much faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she... Lily Baker was like 214, but they got the baton and they were... They were three seconds ahead when they got the baton. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Like on the last... 2.8 seconds ahead of Bloomington South, four seconds ahead of Carmel, and um, three seconds ahead of Northview. So she probably... I, I estimate she had like a 210 in her. But oh, was Baker. able, yeah, Baker but okay. was able to just okay. kind of cruise, whereas Rempe okay. had a two oh nine in her, and they needed it. And uh, Sebelo from Carmel had a two twelve in her, and they needed it. And then, and then she actually passed Bloomington South in the last in the last stretch. Yeah, I wonder as well if. Like, yeah, you. this is the big race and you're all in. But for anybody that's got two or three races on the day, if it's just really, really challenging to go all in with that weighing on your mind. Even and if you were one of those four or five teams that was... Com- even, if you're, even if you're one of them. And, and looking at the... So Bloomington South had three girls that were coming back for another race. Actually, all, all four of them were in another event. Oh, were they? Was yeah. uh, was, was one of the four by four, though? Just yeah. a four by four? That doesn't count. Okay. Um, <laughs> Columbus North, three of them had another race. No, all four of them had another race, another, another uh, open event. And Carmel, two of them had another race. And I wonder if that kind of, that in that in combination with the fact that it it was you were that you were there right yeah did it feel did it feel worse did it feel warmer on saturday than on friday i would i would say slightly yes okay i i don't um, i don't think it was significant but i i think it definitely was was worse so i i think that's that's got to be part of it as well that and those boys teams did have some of them were doubling back 
but the ones that were doubling back on the boys side had had a similar issue right that they it's just when when you can just fully send it and not have to worry about it like you could definitely for our boys on friday you could tell the difference between the two guys that didn't have a race and the the two that had other stuff because the two guys that didn't have anything else like walked back up to the tent and just like collapsed and the other two mm-hmm. didn't do that because they they had to have saved a little something just instinctively right i think it's i think it's hard to i think it's hard to forget that cuz you're trying to prepare for the whole day mm-hmm. can, can uh, i shout out north you again just they they really did a great job putting it putting it together this meet um especially cuz after right hsr remember they had the lead in that four by eight, like coming towards the end and, you know, they're going to have those four girls back and um, regional, then they, you know, they almost get put in that, that first section by a couple seconds, but they, I think move some things around and they were able to drop to a nine eighteen place fifth. Here's where the race was won. And Taylor and I talked about this on the uh, girls recap uh, that's being released the day before this. In the second and the third legs, Columbus Norse, second leg, second lap, ran 73 seconds compared to Carmel's 76. And Columbus Norse, third leg on the second lap, ran 72 seconds compared to Bloomington South's 74. And that was the margin. That was the margin of victory, and that even enabled Baker to run a little more cautiously. Right. So Baker went out in sixty six and closed in sixty eight, which makes me think that there was still something there, if she needed to run another couple seconds faster. And Baker was in a lot, and and so was so was Myers, and it it felt like that that has to if you're if you're Lily Myers, that has to be weighing on you also but Seblo had a lot of races left too but they're short they're shorter races it's not the 1600 yeah uh kind of sneakily hidden in here is that Canablo ran a 210 anchor yeah I was gonna mention that because I mean Rempe ran the under 210 so did Canablo yeah and and you um, see the way she did it she went out in sixty. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you know she ran the four by four? Uh, yes. She ran yeah. the thirty two hundred and came back and ran the four by four. And yeah. I think I think they were in an earlier heat. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I somebody told me they said they saw like some thirty two girls that stay essentially stayed, stayed in on that the area as if they were still running, and she was she was one of them. Yeah, she might have been the only one, but. I Homestead Homestead had a girl that had run 219 that got hurt and didn't run in the regional and then and then didn't run in the state meet. And if she runs, I think Homestead is right there with Carmel and Bloomington South. I don't think they would have beaten Columbus North, but I think they're I think they would have been right there. 
I think I think we hyped this race up the perfect amount for how great it was. Mm -hmm. uh, just looking at it, Columbus North, three of them are seniors. Carmel, three returners. Bloomington South, three returners, but the one the one they're losing is that's a that's a big. And uh, Noblesville, all four of them are back. The wow. team that I think could have gotten into it was HSE. But they saved their girls. If the four names listed are accurate, I, I don't I think they may maybe aren't, but they saved some of the girls for the open events. But I think right. I think next year it'd be Carmel, Noblesville. Bloomington South could be tough next year too. Because I think that this this Berida is just just starting to figure it out. For distance running, I'll second that. Yep, I think they're going to be a difficult contestant. Uh, okay, we got it. We spent a good amount of time on that, but we can go a little quicker on some of these other ones. Sixteen hundred, second in this race last year, won the thirty-two hundred, didn't run the thirty-two hundred. Nikki Sutherland from Delta four forty-three. Joey Rastrelli was the only one that tried to hang on to her and got a gap on the field. Rastrelli finishes second, 449. Willie Myers from Bloomington South, shout out, 456. Julia Score from Chatard, 456 for fourth. Lily Baker from Columbus North, 456 for fifth. Paige Hazelrig, this was a huge race, 457 for sixth. She goes to Noblesville. Sadie Foley, a freshman from Carmel, shout out, 458. Mallory Weller, a freshman from Fort Wayne Concordia, 458. And then uh, also off of the four by eight, Elise Peckinpah from Homestead, 459. 459 was what it took to medal. And like we saw in some of the boys' races, there was actually a, a pretty big gap here between ninth and 10th, um, which I guess, I don't know, in some ways you kind of like. Yeah, that's what, oh. Right, yeah, I like the I like the finale. Of that. I don't like, yeah, like what was <clears> the <throat> last year when Myers was like missed the last medal by like 0 .02? 0 .02 in the yeah. 3200. Yep. Um, you may have for it. We um, talked. We talked on the preview about who would finish second, and you kind of went through it and said, "Oh wait, Rastrelli's not in the." Uh, so you were you were on some of these, not in had not a pretty in the good state meet, picture. Yeah. And she was actually only a half second back with a lap to go. And then Sutherland really put the hammer down. And it wasn't like Rastrelli died off. Her her third and fourth laps were about even, 72 seconds. I mean, we, we got to think about how how fast 449 is, right? We, we've been in the last few years with this Sutherland-Wiley mm -hmm. era of, you know, 443, 445 winning it. Um, but before, before Wiley 449 would have won basically, uh, looking at now seven of the last of the previous nine state 1600s. So yeah. I mean, and when you're dipping below that 450, you were always in contention to win. Um, but then when, you know, Wiley and Sutherland come along, it kind of changes it, but that's just, that's how good that performance was from Rastrelli. I was impressed too by the doubling back from some of these girls. And I guess this is just going to be a theme. 
maybe we've maybe we've cracked the code on that. Maybe the podcast is the key to doubling back. Just have someone that you talk to that listens to this and just mines all the uh, the nuggets of wisdom from this. But Myers from Bloomington South, Baker from Columbus North, and Peck and Paul from Homestead. Now they're all seniors. Maybe that has something to do with it. The training, the maturity to be able to come back to compartmentalize. Um, all three of them came back and and meddled in this, and then we'll get to Myers again later. But she was yeah, obviously able to budget her energies pretty well across, you know, what what is a four four and a half hour meet. Right, and and I mean, I told you this, you know, in in conversation, like the the events were in order that. Mm-hmm. I would say Myers cared about from most to just right as the events started, it was all into that one. Cause you know, like care about that one. And then the next one, and then we kind of figured anything after that 1600 was a bonus. You're going to still run it hard, do whatever you can to run well, but it's, it's whatever happens after that is going to be a bonus. And I mean, that's, that's kind of how, how she attacked that. Cause right. If, if, if you didn't have that way, if you care about the 800 more than the 16, then you wouldn't run the 16. Right, right. And I think we were just, you know, you know her, but you don't make the decisions on this. We were kind of spitballing, like, before the regional, before the state meet, like, well, what would what would you do? In this scenario, hypothetically, what would you suggest? What would you advise? And I, that's the one that I was like, well, maybe she should drop the 1600 and, um, you know. Maybe not my greatest piece of advice ever <laughs> because she was able to come back and get third and it didn't affect her all that much in the 800. Yeah. Cause she, yeah, she knew she wanted to do the 16 and that she could still do it well two hours after the four by eight. And she did. Some decisions for Noblesville and Carmel who were both in the team race. Do you try and solidify your four by eight more? but it might come at the expense of the 1600. Both teams declined that option. Both girls scored. And I think it mathematically for Noblesville at, at best would have been even if they don't run her in, if they run her in the four by eight, let's say they win, but she's not going to come back and score in the 1600 likely. So that's an even number of points, six in the four by eight, four in the, the, uh, 1600 is 10 if they got 10 in the four bite and then Sadie Foley from Carmel Carmel finishes eighth if she runs and helps them out to win that's two extra points but it probably comes at the expense of three points in the 1600 um and there's certainly no guarantees either way that that's going to help improve your team either yeah wait to take away like the the even the points aspect do you think if Carmel or Noblesville had gone that way that they would have won the four by Noblesville wouldn't have. But Carmel could have. Maybe, but I'm I'm not I'm not sold that Columbus North couldn't have run substantially faster. Mm-hmm. And then it would depend on it's easy to it's easy to take look at the splits, take out the slowest leg and then hypothetically insert 
what you think someone could have done. But then it's also we're dealing with the emotional factor of, well, okay, yes, she's run to 19. So at the state meet, she could run to 17. But but does she? If she knows she's got this other race later, I mean, there's all the emotions of that. And you pull out, who do you pull out? Well, do you pull out the slowest leg? Well, that probably wasn't your slowest leg beforehand. So you're not, you actually wouldn't pull her out. You'd pull out the girl that was your third fastest leg or or whatever. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Cause I, I think Baker had a 210 in her. Okay. And Baker had to budget her energies across a, a long day as well. Just like uh, your girl did. 800. This was the race of the night. We successfully <laughs> predicted it would be the race of the night. Gretchen Farley from Park Tudor, her first individual title, 204.95, state meet record. Nikki Sutherland of Delta, who won the 1600, 205.06, also under the previous state meet record. Farley led wire to wire. Sutherland came up and challenged her, and Farley was able to hold her off in one of the most impressive displays I can ever remember on the stage that big. Uh, we thought she'd get third, and she did. Nola Summers Glenn from Bloomington North. 212. Tori Jackson from Whiteland, who's had an excellent season, 212 for fourth. Julia Economou from Penn, 212. Summer Rempe from Noblesville gets four huge points for the Millers, 213. Henny Schminke of West Lafayette, 213. Lily Myers, Bloomington South, 213. Sierra Kepner of Hamilton Southeastern, 214. Uh, looks like Four of these girls were doubling back. Sutherland, Rempe, Myers, and Kepner. Four of the nine. Mm-hmm. What do you it think? It was an exciting race. It was, a, it was a very exciting race, I mean, to say the least. Farley, obviously, taking it out, um, you know, faster. I mean, for Sutherland to run a 205 on a slight negative split is pretty crazy. And maybe you think some of that is from coming back from the 16 i was going to mention this when we were talking about the 16 figured i'd wait till the eight but can can gretchen farley give um part of her medal to joey Rastrelli for helping push the push sutherland's pace <laughs> on the on the 1600 no <laughs> you have some of those they're surprisingly hard to split yeah yeah um but i mean just but in ser- all seriousness like how much did did that take out of sutherland to do that um and you know not have point one one left right because she she ran she put six seconds on her in the last lap but if someone had let her go she could have cruised a lot more than if she hadn't had even spending the emotional energy of someone still being on you for that long that's definitely a part of it uh we could be in we could be in for a crazy state meet next year for Sutherland because there's a lot of really good athletes, really good distance runners coming back next year, but nobody on the Sutherland level and how easily I'm just gonna put it out there right now. How easily can she win the sixteen hundred and the eight hundred to have a chance to come back? I don't think she'd be able to do that and still beat Canablo. 
especially if I, I'd imagine Canaba will will be fresh because they won't have they probably won't have the relay next year since Peck and Paul is um, graduating. But you know, it used to be two eleven, two twelve would put an athlete in contention to win. You know, Sutherland by next year could run four forty five and two oh nine, and it just doesn't take all that much out of her. I think we could be looking at a, a Wiley esque season. Yeah, we we could see another attempt at the three ranks or at the three ring circus two, yeah. for the second time in three years, which was was then unprecedented, which would now have one year of precedent. I and I think she'd have a ch- she'd have a better chance to do it because she is a better and more established distance runner than Wiley. Not by a lot. I mean, Wiley had run like ten fifteen or whatever. Yeah. Um, hey, but the field won't be as good. Yeah. Um, big statistical anomaly here that I sent you that I wanted to cover in this. Um, obviously we, you know, Lily Myers coming back from four by 16 to medal in the eight Lily met profoundly mentioned on the broadcast. Thank you for that. Um, but had to go back, do a little research, see what kind of precedent there was for the four by eight, 16, 800 triple medal at the state meet. And here's what we found. The last person to do it on the girl side was Haley Harris from Carmel in 2015. She I remember also that because I was also I was also trying to get I was I was also advising that that she dropped one of that she dropped the 1600 as well. <laughs> so you, eight years later, yeah, I had more. I had more from it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in eight more years. Okay. I'll be here. Um, but then she also did it the year before in 2014. So that was two. And those were the Helen only two Wilmer years she Noble ran. Bill. Those are the only two years she ran track in high school. Oh, forgot about that. She did not run track her hmm. freshman and sophomore years. The uh, the other was Helen Wilman from Noblesville in 2012. And then I had to note this, that Bethany Neely in 2013 probably could have done it, except her third event that year. She medaled in the four by where they broke the state record. 300 hurdles. Won the 1600 and then medaled in the 300 hurdles. Which obviously, that I, 800. I always yeah. wanted to see what Wiley could run in the 300 hurdles, and they never put her in. This is your chance, Delta. And then just just put to... her in. You know who would run a sick 300 hurdles is this summer's Glen girl from Bloomington North. She's not going. Yeah, to, probably. But she could run yeah. like 45 seconds. Oh, Barrett would be nasty in the 300 hurdles. I mean, she scored in the 400, like, like, whatever. She's, don't do it, but, like, they should, uh, they, they actually, they should think about that. You don't have to teach them. Only because you said, only because you said that, I'll say this. I, I had brought up to the coaches selfishly that I wanted to see Lily in the 300 hurdles. I mean, she, no, she's yeah. 5'11". It, it, yeah, but it doesn't matter. They're 30 inches off the ground. You don't have to learn how to hurdle. Yeah, no, I I know. Right. She, yeah. Yeah. But she's yeah. too established of a distance runner. You don't mess with that. You don't put no, a hole right. in the 300 hurdles. But but Barrett no, would be like a contender. 
3,200. She employed the simple strategy of running away from the field. Sophia Kennedy from Park Tudor, 1007. Addison Canable from Homestead, 1019 for second. Julia Kiesler from Columbus North, 1022 for third. Clara Crane of Edgewood, 1033 for fourth. Mary Eubank from Penn, who ran an excellent race, 1044. Lexi Panning from, it says Fort Wayne Lutheran on here, which as I was looking through initially, I was like, there's no school called Lutheran in Fort Wayne. It's Fort Wayne Concordia. Uh, Panning sixth in 1045. Julia Score from Chittard, excellent double, uh, 1049. Maggie Powers of Hamilton Southeastern, eighth, 1056. Lillian Zelasco from New Prairie, 1057. There was not a uh, obvious difference here in the uh, ninth to 10th gap. It was a, a tenth of a second. And that was Hadessa Austin from Seeger in 10th. Very similar to that finish last year, as we had already talked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sophia Kennedy running away from the field. We knew she was the the class of this field that could anyone even challenge under 1010 if she was going for 10 minutes and Clara Crane went for a little bit. Um and to talking to to her coach actually today, they you know, they had talked about like probably not gonna get worse than fourth, um, maybe not even gonna be able to win, but you at least kind of string out the field and eliminate anybody else and mm -hmm. if you you're able to hold on for second or third then awesome and if not then then you end up fourth so um she had gone out 505 at the regional so it wasn't anything that she had done differently yeah she tried the the rastrelli strategy Cler crane's last lap was 86 and eubanks last lap from penn who finished fifth one spot behind crane was 71 a 15 second difference on the last lap, but Crane still beat her by 10 seconds because she was just so far ahead. Yeah. There's, there's no, this is what I would tell the, you know, kids or anybody I'm advising. There's no real reward for running the fastest last lap. I guess maybe it's a point of pride, but what matters is your time overall among the whole things. And if you decide that that is your best strategy to optimize your finish and to, to take a shot to finish maybe a little higher up than you could by getting so far ahead, go for it. Anything else on the 3,200? That one was pretty straightforward. I was very impressed by the way that Canablo and Kiesler doubled back. Maybe I overestimate how challenging it is. I don't think I do though. I don't think I do. The I think I think this was an I think this year was an exception. Score ran an excellent double as well. Yeah. I was going to uh, do I do the stars cuz I I mean we can I have I guess a bit about that there. You have what? A bit about score there, which I guess a little spoiler to the stars. Um I kind of wish we would have gotten to see a 1600 with Kennedy Farley and Sutherland. Yeah. I, I understand I understand why everybody chose the path that they did and the route that they did. Oh, for sure. And in their position, I, I would probably want to do the same thing. Uh but that could have been a pretty that could have been a pretty epic race. Yeah. Yeah, you want to do the three Maybe stars. Maybe part of that agreement was 
Well, and two of them are yeah. teammates, yep. right? So it seems like obvious how they can come yeah. to that conclusion. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Like Sutherland played everyone else's hand for them. Like once she chose the sixteen for Suther or for Kennedy and Farley, it was okay. We know what event we have the best chance to win a state title in. Right. Okay, who's your first star? All right, Nikki Sutherland. Round Q. Yep. Winning the 16, second in the eight, breaking the previous state record, um, running Farley to the line. Okay, now who's your second star? I, I put Lily, Lily Metals. Oh, okay. Yeah. I put I Farley. Did. Okay, well, see, and this is where I'm – I'm going to get, you know, I'm not even biased, but I just, it was hard to choose between two. So I, I went with a couple like that. And that's why I admire second. Um, just again, you, you, I, I said earlier how unprecedented that, that had been. I had um, Myers, to, I had Myers as my one honorable mention. Okay. So who did you have third? I had Julius score going okay. four seven, um, which I know that that means I left out. Farley and Kennedy, but I basically had them combined as like the fourth thing. It's like, you know, they were the stars, they won their titles, but it's kind of part of what we saw coming, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Like the star thing for me was like, wow, like Myers did this, you know, Score did this, Sutherland did this, like, right. um, and for, yeah, and for Score, um, she was the only 1632 double medalist this year. And last year there were four, which is crazy. But past that, there's usually no more than two. And to do that as a freshman um, right. is, is pretty great. To have that to do with such a little experience um, is awesome. Yeah, she held up really, really well. I had I had Farley second and I had Kennedy third. And that was a tough decision. Like, how do you break okay. that up? And what I came to was, well, Farley did yeah. break the state meet record. And Kennedy got yeah. really, really close. Now, Kennedy is in an event that on the conditions make it much harder to to have a fast performance, to have a, a high-level performance or a fast time in those in that temperature, whereas you know, Farley did not have that. Um it wasn't as big of a detriment for Farley's race. But yeah, I had Sutherland, Farley, and then Kennedy. And Myers was my honorable mention. Dude, My Myers Day was that was a lot. They they don't call her Lily Medals for nothing. They 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 don't call her that for nothing. There's a very specific reason for that nickname. What a year, man! Uh, what a year! Less than two minutes to go. What uh, thirty seconds here? What are you looking forward to over the next school year from from the whole state? Um. Oh man. I, I feel like I'm still even on track for now. Um, cross country. Well, we're going to have a new alignment. That should be interesting. See how everything turns out. Um, obviously hoping to get to the state meet with, you know, with my new squad would be awesome. Um, and then obviously in the, in the track season, we just, you know, we kind of went over who's going to be back. Um, I mean, there could be some really exciting things. You talked about Sutherland potentially doing the three ring circus, the four bites still on the boys side. Um, and just those the stars that are going to be back. I mean, every you know the stars that we had in our little final thing there. 
four of out of the six, at least for my top three, are going to be back. Um, so yeah. that's that's pretty exciting. It just keeps getting better and better. Thanks for joining us on the ride. Thanks for coming on. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.